Support for Seattle Dining and the Seattle Dining Show is provided in part by... Table Talk Northwest, your backstage pass to wine, beverage, food, and travel in the Pacific Northwest and beyond. All from an insider's point of view. Find them online at tabletalknorthwest.com. Hi, this is Brian Schieser from Trellis Restaurant at the Heathman Hotel in Kirkland. Welcome to the Seattle Dining Show. Coming to you live from the Test Kitchen Studio high atop Queen Anne Hill, it is time for the Seattle Dining Show. Join us as we explore news about Northwest restaurants, take a look at upcoming events, discover new kitchen tips you can use at home, dive into great recipes, and much more. And now, here's your host, the senior editor, Connie Adams, and whoever else just happened to drop by today. Welcome to the June Seattle Dining Show, number 1606. This is Connie Adams, the editor of Seattle Dining, and I'm here with co-host Jamie Piha, who produces Table Talk Northwest at tabletalknorthwest.com, and Tom Marin, publisher of Seattle Dining. Hello, hello, hello. Singing today. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm at uh, Safeway on top of Queen Anne Hill. There's I'm going to echo Tom throughout the whole show. Can I do that? Oh, my God. I'm going to be so scared. That would scared. be awesome, especially every joke I make. Oh, no. Those will ne- definitely not be repeated. <laughs> she won't even laugh at those. <laughs> well, the first thing I'd like to say is happy National Wine Day. May 25th. May 25th. Happy National Wine Day. You know, there's a national wine, there's a national day for just about everything. Yes. National Wine Day really is 365 days a year. That's how I'm concerned, right? That's how I see it. But. No, you practice for 364. For the big day. Oh, okay. For the big day. That makes sense. Well, you know, here's the thing. We live in Washington. We're in Seattle. It's amazing wine country here in Washington. So for National Wine Day, I'm going to say. Drink Washington first. Oh, there you go. And then follow it up with something else. <laughs> yeah, like a nice Okanagan red. Yeah. Oh, or, you know, you a go. French Rhone. Yeah. You know? Yep. Okay. All right. Um, Jamie recently put together a media trip to Yakima, which Tom and I were fortunate to be part of. And that's what our big talk about today is going to be after we get through, not get through, after we savor. <laughs> News bites and the calendar and all the other fun stuff. We're going to talk with Jamie about that trip, how it came about, what's happening in Yakima, because it's right. quite exciting, it actually. It is exciting. So, um, but first, as always, we'd like to talk about some places we've been or eaten lately. Tom, why don't you start off with that? So, uh, I had a, uh, one of the best 10-course lunches <laughs> I've ever had the other day in Yakima. And how many 10-course lunches do you have in the course of a year? Uh, you know, most of them I make here at home. Oh yeah. Okay. So uh, I don't. I don't. I stop counting after. It's usually <laughs> one a week. I don't know. Just for you and the cats. But uh, Zesta Cucina, I had never knew the place. I'd never heard of it. I never knew it was there. And it was out on the west end of Yakima, and it was some of the best food I've had in ages. And I'd have to say, embarrassingly, that Tom and I try and go to Yakima relatively frequently. I'm over there almost every year picking wine up for cooking with class. Mm-hmm. Um, but we try to go every other year most of right. the time, and we'd never heard of this place. And it's been there 15 years. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't heard of it either. I think it's a, a fault of mine considering my love of Mexican food. So Maybe I just like get to Yakima, oh, well, yeah, and it sure. ends at the Mexican What's restaurant. What's the tamale place? Los, oh, Los Hernandez or something, something like that? that? That's just amazing. They were at they Seattle were, Wine and Food. They yeah. were terrific. But Zesta uh, Cucina, it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And and even, uh, you know, they had tuna, and we, we all know it was frozen. But, you know, there's something that happens with frozen tuna. It gets funky. Yeah. But it wasn't funky at all. It was decent. Very well done. Uh, really good meats. Really good uh, beverages. And there's a guy named Brad Olson who's sort of the general manager. He was service wise. He was fantastic. Yeah. He's married. He and he and his wife moved back. He, they were in Seattle, I think, or someplace mm-hmm. around here yeah. on this side. And uh, he had three restaurants that he would consider working at, and Zesta was one of yeah. them. And he was fabulous. Mm-hmm. I think for what they're attempting to do there, because, you know, it was really kind of a fine dining flair. Mm-hmm. Um, ten courses is a lot for anyone. It was so much food. We were all so full. And let's keep in mind, uh, that that was unusual. You're not going to go there and get <laughs> no, a ten-course ten course no, lunch. No, so. I mean, you could go and have a, you know, fresh pasta. Their scallop yeah. dish was fantastic. They did a couple yeah. of steak things that were wonderful. Yeah. Um, really, the food was, I, I will say, I think they really did a nice job on presentation. Yeah. Yeah. It was it, very Everything nice. came out looking good. 
it was tasty, it was fresh, and, and you know, the chef was really into what he was doing, and also they are a big proponent of local. Everything yeah. was local. Mm-hmm. The mushrooms were local. Everything was yeah. local. They had yeah. some asparagus the, going. Right. The kitchen was in tune. Here they are. They're doing their lunch hour, and they're running a 10-course luncheon for eight journalists in the other room. <laughs> and it's like, and they're never, you know, they never skip a beat. No. But you know what? That's how it should be. Yeah, exactly. If you've got private rooms, then you better be able to handle right. it. But often, they don't. Mm-hmm. And these guys did. They did. did. So job. I would say it's worth, it would definitely worth a trip there. Also, I think if you have a private party or you're going to do, somebody's getting married over there and you need a venue for yeah. something, yep. it's it's really pretty. Yeah. It's in this amazing wooden building. I'm not yeah. sure what that. A lot that, of lights. It was a like a communal building. Yeah. It was really yeah. kind of uh-huh. fun. Looks like it some... might have been an old school or something because sort it of... has that downstairs yeah. and the upstairs. You know, sort of like the Wallingford Schoolhouse thing. Yeah, yeah. sort of like that. But exactly. it was a little more mm-hmm. rustic or something mm-hmm. looking. It was kind of yeah, cool. So put that on your list, yeah. listeners. The other the other thing I want to mention about that is that it's called Zesta Cucina, but they are kind of back and away from the Italian. You can get pizza. You can get pasta. But they're doing, like you said, f- some more fine dining. Big steak on seafood. And seafood. Big on and... seafood. Yeah, which is awesome. So yeah. if, you're, if you're thinking, I don't want Italian. Don't, don't, no. Cut them out. I can't wait to go back. Yeah. All right. All right. Next Next stop, Wenatchee. The dining capital of the Pacific Northwest, (laughs) Wenatchee. Well, it could become that. You never know. You never know. But, you know, uh, Wenatchee is another place, as we'll be discussing when we discuss Yakima, uh, Wenatchee is another place that's kind of been shaping up. And and pulling it together and not feeling like some ghetto town when you go down Main Street anymore. And uh, so we we I stumbled into this restaurant online called Shakti. And it's been there a couple of years. And it is a chain. There are several of them. Is that so? Yeah. Okay. So, and it's fine dining in Wenatchee, which is kind of unusual. You never really think about that. Um in fact, the locals who we saw when we visited, uh, they don't even go there. But it was really good food, yeah. good service, prices were right. We sat on the patio outside, which is what you want to do when you're in Wenatchee at any time that air temperature's up over 70. What's the food like? I mean, is it, a, is it ethnic? It's a, supposed to be a steakhouse, oh, but okay. um, people had... Uh, Couple people had salads. Some two people got the chicken marsala. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a combination. Yeah, we had mm-hmm. uh, steak. Both of us had mm-hmm. steak. Different dishes. God, I haven't been in one. And I didn't feel time. like I was in some steakhouse. You know, mm-hmm. I felt like I was in a nice place mm-hmm. and in- a really nice uh, gardening workout on the patio. Mm-hmm. So you kind of feel. Have you ever been up to Omi Gardens before? Mm-hmm. You feel like you're sitting in Omi Gardens because of of all of the. Plants and things nice. that they put around. Mm-hmm. So, and the inside is more steakhousey. It's dark mm-hmm. and wood, and and they were playing um, <laughs> like Rat Pack music, Sinatra, and right, stuff. Right, right. So it is kind of that feel, but it was very nice inside. Uh-huh. It's just that it was so beautiful out. Well, we nice to though. know. Nice to know. There's yeah. a place in Wenatchee that you know comes exactly. up, comes out on top. That's great exactly. to hear. What about you, Connie? You know, um, uh, one that I want to mention and uh, make sure I'm saying it right. We were up in. Penticton and Kelowna, and this was in Kelowna, and it was the Mistral Cafe, M-I-S-T-R-A-L. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, we had seen it, and honestly, from the outside, it looked a little dumpy. I don't know why. I don't think it really was, mm-hmm. but I just got, we just went by it quickly. Yeah, it, lo- it was nicer inside than yeah. it looked on the outside. But we were at a winery, and they said, yeah, if you want to have lunch, that's one of the nice places, and it's just a couple minutes down the road. And so we, we went in there, and it was like being in Napa to me. It was really, we had great food. We ha- I had a Kung Pao chicken that instead of being on rice or something, they put it on udon noodles. Ooh. So the sauce was Kung Pao, and it was spicy and really good. It was um, uh, organic chicken uh-huh. in chunks, and then the noodles in that sauce. It was delicious. And you had their chicken tacos, and yeah. they were on little, uh, I don't know, two-inch They were little, tortillas. No, they were a little Here. bigger. <laughs> Bigger than I yeah. love little things like that. Yeah. And there was like four of them, and they had three yeah. little sauces you could put on, all very mm-hmm. different. And he really enjoyed them. So mm-hmm. uh, it was, and the woman waiting on us was from uh, Australia. Uh-huh. So it was very, you know, it felt <laughs> Kelowna, it felt very international. I have never been to Kelowna. This I, is it, my first trip. I hear it's absolutely stunning. It was in Osuyus, which I went to 16 years ago mm-hmm. or something, um, or and have only been in briefly. Um, 
I thought it was amazing. We came down the hill from above it, and it just laid out on the lake. It's beautiful. That whole area is lovely. Mm. Beautiful place. But, you know, uh, I'm just remembering something right now. Mm. This show is called the Seattle Dining Show. I know. Show. We haven't done one <laughs> so in Seattle. we need to come back to Seattle. <laughs> so. My next ones are, I have three that are Seattle, um, but I just had to throw that one in since we were doing Yakima and Wenatchee. Okay. Um, Phoenicia in West Seattle. Now, that's been there a long time, and it used to be ages ago in the um, Hanson Baking Company on Lower Queen Anne before they took that whole place down. And um, what's there now? Whole Foods is there now. But um, so they've been around. The family's been around a long time, and I met some friends there, and I had not been to the one in West Seattle, I think. And it was just really fun. They've got a lot of small plates that you can share, and it was really... So this is the kind of Mediterranean Greek place, right? Yeah, right on... Um, on the waterfront there. Yeah, I used to go there years ago. They, and, mm. and, and I know they changed their menu now, and they don't have it anymore, but they used to have the best scampi. Yeah. Mm. So I was really impressed with it, and I met the owner, and she was lovely, you know, all family, and uh, it was very nice. So I would say that's a good one. Um, Talkies Mad Greek on Crown Hill. Somebody had mentioned this to me recently because on Saturday they do music and belly dancing, and you have to make reservations. It's just a little spot on Crown Hill. But... Um, I went in for lunch the other day, and it was just delicious. I had a gyro salad, so they put the beef and lamb gyro meat Mm -hmm. on top of romaine and had lettuce and uh, the tzatziki sauce on top and a vinaigrette on it. It was just delicious. Will you uh, list these places on your website so people can find addresses or anything yeah, like that? I, actually, or, yeah, we'll have it. We'll have it in the write up on the okay, good. on the page. Yeah, because yeah, I think for know, the show, yeah, and I, I also added talkies to the okay. restaurant directory. Okay. The other thing I wanted to mention was skillet catering, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because, of course, everybody knows the skillet, and they're growing. Uh, you know, they're opening. They've got three or four now skillet diners, um, but they do skillet catering, and it's a different chef than the chef who does the food for the diners. Um, I'm sure they have a lot that's similar, and they do things you can, like if you're going to cater, you can do this program or this program or this program. But one of the things I wanted to mention about it is it's all really fresh, and they have a bunch of salads. A lot of times you go to Skillet Diner, and there's no particular greens. Oh, it's, comfort. it's a lot of comfort. Yeah, food. and so the catering... Fried chicken, pulled pork yes. sandwich. Yeah, but when you, say, when you say they have a lot of salads in the catering, that means that if I want to hire them to come out and cater an event, I can pick my salads, yes. right? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. And they were doing, uh, like, pea and mushroom vegetable dishes with a, whatever the sauce was. It was just delicious, and they were grilling them, mm-hmm. you know. They had that roasted feeling and taste rather not feeling well, it's nice to it's nice to know about different catering places really yeah. because you know you parties for things or whatever and you're like i need this and i want restaurant quality food yeah you know mm-hmm. okay so here's what i'm identifying between what you're talking about and what i'm going through getting a food vendor for our oh, event yeah. um i'm finding that a lot of these food trucks are subbing themselves out for catering jobs because they're going to make more money than parking down on the corner of such and such yeah. for the afternoon. Well, I think it's an augmentation to their business. I mean, I, I think they, they're they looking to fill that pie with different slices yes. of revenue, and why not? They yeah. have a portable kitchen. I mean, for winery yeah. tasting rooms, I mean, I think, you know, food trucks are the best thing that have ever happened. Yeah. Because they don't have kitchen, a lot of them don't have kitchen permits, exactly. but they need food for things. So, I mean, it makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. All right. I've just, uh, there's a, there's, there's a, a firm that had a food truck, but it's no longer available as a food truck. It's only available for catering. So I'm I'm seeing a trend going Mm -hmm. on here with all these food trucks. Okay. Interesting. Well, let me tell you where I've been. And and I will do it quickly because I'm very fast. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, okay, Seattle. We'll start with Seattle. Actually, we'll start with Woodenville. I went to uh, the Purple Cafe in Woodenville, uh, which I believe is the original Purple. Mm -hmm. And um, I got to tell you, I didn't expect to have this on the menu but it was fantastic. It was a lobster roll. Mm. And uh, Chef Brett Teagarden over there, we we asked if the chef could come out, and he came out and we talked to him, and I told him, I said, you know what? This is the best lobster roll I've ever had, <laughs> including all the ones I've had in Boston. It was so good. The oh, bread man. was freshly baked brioche. 
Uh. It was delicious, and it was, you know, just that little crunch on the outside of the bread and then super soft on the inside. And the thing was chock full of lobster. It was so good. Did he say where the lobster was from? I, you know what? I didn't care. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. It could have been from anywhere. I didn't care. It was delicious. It tasted really, really good. I don't know if it was Tacoma lobster. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Doesn't matter. It was really good. And then uh, my other favorite place, in fact, I'm going there again this week. I'm taking uh, my sister for her birthday. I just fell in love with this place. It's called Omega Ozuri. Yeah. It's up on 12th, and it's um, Zoe Antonistas, I think is her name. Is she was the at chef. Westward. Right. I am telling you, I felt like I was in Greece. And oh. I mean, I brought the menu with me today, but it's um, the whole theme is Greece. And the, all the oh, yeah. wines are from, from Greek, you know, from Greece. So you can actually do, they have little tasting things where you can taste three or four different Greek wines and kind of get to yeah. know about them a little bit. And the gentleman who was talking about the wines was very knowledgeable. Oh, good. I mean, it, you'd be hard pressed to even say some of the names so of the wines. So should we just take that menu right now and put in a takeaway order? <laughs> yeah, really. I'm telling you what, though, I had the, the lamb was fantastic. And y'all know I'm a lamb lover. The lamb was fantastic. Um, We had um, marinated Greek anchovies and sardines that were just delicious with olives. I mean, it was just so tasty. Obviously, they have the regular Greek spreads like tzatziki and terra masalata and Mm -hmm. fresh pita and all of that. But if you had grilled octopus, which was Uh, amazing. uh. But I would just say totally worth it. Um, It's very authentic experience. And I totally loved it. You know what? I have to say, I was looking through emails today, and the Tom Douglas newsletter came out, uh-huh. and that's he actually was plugging Omega. Really? Yes. I mean, on his newsletter, isn't that interesting? That's how much he liked yeah. it. Well, yeah, and they know. Probably well, using his lamb rub. Yeah. Well, I, no, I don't think so. She's pretty original. But I will say one thing. I know we're talking about Seattle, but I do want to talk about the Kawichi Grill in downtown Yakima, because this place is not something you would expect in Yakima. And it is very successful and it's busy. It's a very modern looking restaurant. It is, um, you know, all done in wood and cement, um, you know, high ceilings. It's an open kitchen. Uh, feels like there's a scene going on in yeah. there. So you feel like you've happened upon something And their fun. own bakery. Their bar is actually, they actually have kind of a square bar in the middle of the dining room, which is really cool. In addition to another bar room next door, they have private dining space. And they're the busiest place in town. They are going to be opening a second location. They're going to open up actually a a full-on bakery so that they can provide all the baked goods for their restaurant. But it will also be a a second location. I don't know if it'll be Kawichi Canyon, called Kawichi Canyon, but it will be in downtown Yakima. So there you go. Town? Now there will be two spots. It won't be the same, but oh, it will okay. be, yeah, it'll be a bakery and maybe it'll be more like a lunch place. I'm not really sure oh, of the details, okay. but I just, obviously the the story there is that, you know, things are happening and things are sticking and people are yeah. going yeah. and that is the most important thing. So, yeah. so yeah. that's it. I think we've, I think we've okay. covered our spots. All right. The only thing I want to add about Omega is that it's owned by Thomas, whose name I can't come up with in my brain right now, mm-hmm. who has Vios or Vios on Capitol oh, Hill. Oh, is that Same guy. That's who it is. Yeah. Okay. And he's to... got the place on above the bookstore on like 65th or something. Okay. So this is his third spot. Well, third time's a charm. Yeah. Well, so, they're, they're all doing it. Yeah. So as right. you can see, we have quite a bit uh, to tell you about Yakima, since you've already gotten a few tidbits, and we have more coming. Uh, But we're going to take a break right now, and when we get back, we're going to look at some of the latest tidbits from our News Bites file. Support for Seattle Dining and the Seattle Dining Show is provided in part by Salty Seafood Waterfront Restaurants. Visit them on the water at their Alki, Redondo, and Portland locations. Hi, this is Shannon from Friday Harbor from the San Juan Islands Visitors Bureau, and you're listening to the Seattle Dining Show. Hi, I'm Scott McLean from Walla Walla, Washington. One of my favorite places to eat in Seattle is the Wild Ginger Restaurant. Seattle Dining, and I just want to say that just to shake things up, we're going to do News Bites and Calendar all together. I know, we're crazy, but um, you can always keep up with our News Bites as they happen by following our Twitter account, at Seattle Dining One, or reading the News Bites column at www.seattledining.com. 
One of the first things I wanted to mention was that um, in May, it came, the press release came out May 17th, so I don't know what, if that was the actual date or not, but Brian Carter Sellers hit 10 years in the Little Yellow House, I, I assume, in May. And they're going to be doing some uh, special events, and if you want to look stuff up, you know, check out BrianCarterSellers.com. Um, so it's a, it, they're at 14419 Woodenville Red Monroe Northeast. Uh, and it's right just, on the corner of the roundabout there, yep, right? Exactly. And Delil has moved in next door, so you can see the Delil sign and the Brian Carter sign. So we're um, doing we're doing news bites, right? Yeah, that okay. was a news bite. So okay. you go next. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Well, one of my favorite places in town, uh, another place that does great with lamb, mm. Mam Noon. Okay. Mam Noon is um, starting a new happy hour and brunch. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna stop doing lunch. Uh, they've stopped this month, but they are starting in June with happy hour and brunch. That's at to up on Melrose Avenue, 1508. And uh, they also have a couple of their other places there, Memnoon uh, Street Food, and then the Anar, which is kind of a juice bar down yeah. in Amazon land. Yes, in South exactly. Um, the, the big news, and we'll get more into this in the calendar, so I will just mention it briefly here, but Negroni Week is coming. And uh, so there's a lot of places around town including the Edgewater, who are doing uh, Negroni cocktails. And uh, I think it's a portion of the what they sell. They put toward their favorite charity. Mm-hmm. Edgewater happens to be doing the Seattle Children's Hospital. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk more about that in the calendar. So is that called the Ron Holden Goes to Heaven Week? Yes, it is. Well, he just loves his Negronis. Although I have to say, he thinks it's perfect on its own. So he may be in hell this week when everybody's mm. messing with his Negronis. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm really excited about this opening uh, that's happening uh, the end of the first week in June, June 8th, Cinque Terre, which is one place in Italy I've never been. I've but, never been and, and I'm to. dying to go there. But the folks who bring you Mama Molina's, which so I good. love, and Barolo. Mm-hmm. Which and are, the list. Yeah. Two, I mean, three, you know, their places are very, again, I'm going to use the word authentic because you really do feel their theme from the moment you set foot inside mm-hmm. their restaurants. I mean, you feel it. It's in the menu. It's it's in the decor. Mm-hmm. It's everything. So um, so this new restaurant will be opening up on June 8th. It's in the regrade area. And I'm um, really looking forward to it. Yeah, one of the things that uh, I read about it is that Barolo was really northern Italy mm-hmm. and m- more earthy. This is going to be a little more seafood focused. So mm-hmm. that's going to be very exciting. Mm-hmm. You don't just go to Il Fornaio and they switch it around every month? <laughs> well, I mean, I think they're good, too. They have their purpose. Yeah, everybody has a place. Tom, Tom, always a kidder, always a kidder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next, Connie? Um, South Lake Union Saturday Market started up on May 14th, and it's every Saturday from 3 to 10. It's the old Terry Avenue Market, but they've moved it a little bit up to 139 and 9th. Avenue North. It's kind of by the Discovery Center for South Lake Union. Yeah, and it, behind that, uh, with that big grass lawn there yes. as well. Yeah, it's a perfect spot for it. And that's, you know, Ryan Reeder is kind of behind that. And yeah, he and he's the Fremont Market guy who started, the family started a bunch Seattle of other. Seattle Street Food Festival. Yeah, he's doing yeah. a great job with this. And it's really, and of course, there's so many people down there now. Oh, yeah. It's like just a mob. Yeah. And, you know, it's a good thing. I think it's it's different. It's not just a farmer's market. Right. They've got uh, crafts. crafts and uh-huh. farm people there, and mm-hmm. they've got street food. And yeah. so it's, it's yeah. going to be really interesting. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Next up, Ernest Loves Agnes on Capitol Hill. They are opening their outdoor dining space, which will be awesome. And they will have a brand new spring cocktail menu, too. So mm-hmm. if you haven't been there, uh, that's up on Capitol Hill. And it's uh, some of their cocktails, are, again, are based on Ernest Hemingway. So ah, they've got some mojito things. That's really stuff. fun. Yeah. Okay. Do anything with Negroni? <laughs> Probably. Take At, a take a good book and sit in the bar. What yeah. do you think? There you go. An Ernest Hemingway you book. You'd be How right perfect. right in the theme. Yeah. Okay. Somebody should give you free food for that mm-hmm. at least. <laughs> Everyone who hears this should go and take a Ernest Hemingway book and then demand free food for you know, and then tell them that we sent them, and then we'll hear from them. Heard you on Seattle Dining. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was our April Fool's spoof. Didn't you get it? Okay. And the next one, I mean, who doesn't love paella, right? I know. I love paella. Tarzan I. Jane is open. In the old Trey Kitchen Spot, 4012 Leary Avenue Northwest. Mm -hmm. They've got an a la carte menu and a tasting menu, but what Jamie's referring to is Sundays from 11 to 3, Mm -hmm. Paella Sundays. 
Got to be fun. You know, I love paella. And, I, you know, I lived, I lived. unfortunately, I did live in Los Angeles for 10 years. Oh, wow. And there were some amazing, uh, you know, Spanish-themed restaurants that did paella Sundays. Yeah. And the paella was out of this world. Oh. And I don't know that there really, you know, is there a sp- other spot that you think of to go get paella here? Who, you know, where, where, where do you go for it? Someplace on 65th in... Um, in the uh, U District area, uh-huh. the Ravenna area, there's uh-huh. somebody who does paella, and I have not been there. Hmm. There was a guy who had a truck who used to go around to a lot of events and do hmm. paella. I can't hmm. remember. Hmm. He was called like the paella man. Yeah, yeah. no, there is. Yeah, yeah, there's, I think, like a catering aspect of it. But uh, yeah. I remember there was a Spanish restaurant for a while downtown in Belltown. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, they didn't make it very far, but they had paella there. Anyway, you know, okay. You know, I lived in L.A. for a while, Did about you? 37 years, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I watched a lot of Tarzan movies. <laughs> And I never saw Tarzan eating paella, ever. <laughs> well, it was Jane who turned him. I think that's what happened. All right, what's on the calendar? <laughs> Jamie, go ahead and tell us about you just Lost Lake. Tom, that, that is it. I'm bringing masking tape next time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, uh, somebody else was wondering. I, <laughs> you know I'm just kidding you, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, he's, he's he wa- took that one personally. <laughs> he's, he's wiping the tears off now. Okay, let's talk about Sunday supper at Tulalip Bay. And I will just say, no, no, that- where are you? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. looking at Lost Lake Cafe. Here. Where are you? I'm in I'm June. A- You're on the calendar, probably. I'm still in. Uh- oh, I guess I thought we were done with no, that. No, well, no. go ahead. I'm in the um, test kitchen. Lost Lake Cafe. <laughs> Lost Lake Cafe uh, celebrated their third anniversary. It was actually in May, and the reason I bring it up is just that these guys have uh, a lot going on. Uh, this is the U, uh, U.S. Guild, and it's Jason and Joey and all those guys. Uh-huh. Um, we did an article about them, so you can go back and look on seattledining.com. It's really interesting. But I can't believe Lost Lake Cafe has been there for three years already. So Okay. So that is the last. Okay. That's the last one. Uh, we're going to shoot off to the calendar okay. page now. I was ahead of the game there. That's, but that's you. you that know, you're is always me. Ahead I'm of always the ahead of the game, and sometimes I do miss the uh, yep. the action. <laughs> no, I don't miss the action. That didn't come out right. I'm taking that back. Um, <laughs> okay, so Sunday supper. You know, Sunday supper is a big deal everywhere. I mean, I know, a lot, lot of does it. it. Lots of different places. But Tulalip Bay Restaurant is actually uh, starting up on a monthly uh, kind of a local food tour, if you will, using uh, wonderful sustainable ingredients. The first Sunday of each month uh, in 2016. It's a two-hour dinner. begins at 530 and, um, you know, they do a great job. I mean, they're, they're including things like their molecular cocktails and, you know, wonderful things just from all the way down through the menu. Delicious, local. It's $100 per person. It is served family style. And um, I think they can seat up to 20 guests every yeah. month. So Does what say a how many courses special menu. Um, I don't think it says how many courses, but it looks it's, like it's plenty. They've got like three uh, appetizer things. Then it goes into a salmon dish. Um, and then Copper River salmon, and then uh, sous vide salmon. They're doing a whole bunch of salmon and then stuff. No, here. no Yorkshire muffin. Oh, sous vide salmon and beef, beef tenderloin. He had some uh, Yorkshire pudding yeah. and almost died the other day. Mm. Um, so, so a know, lot. Yeah. And and then vegetables and a dessert. You know, to Laylip, I also just want to say, I mean, I'm going there Sunday for brunch. I'm mm-hmm. going to meet uh, my stepson and his girlfriend there for brunch. And, you know, it's a great place to take people. I know, it's for, actually. You know, if you're in North Seattle, I mean, we live in, you know, Kenmore area. It doesn't take long. It's 35 minutes to get yeah. there. And, um, you know, it's a great spot to go. And the food is great. They, everything they do is quality. Yeah. My yeah. mom and I actually stopped in on the way home from a trip and went in and had uh, some Chinese food at their the Asian place, Asian yeah. Asian place, I can't uh-huh. think of the Excuse name me. right now. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but... Um, and it was really quite good. Mm. Quite yeah. good. The one thing I want to point out about the Sunday supper thing is that that is food only, the $100. Mm-hmm. They have uh, sommeliers on hand to help you walk through the wine list, but you will pay for any beverages. Mm-hmm. So, Okay, and what's next? Another Sunday feast. A Sunday feast on the 5th. That one was on... Was that on the 5th also? Well, that's going to be once a month. It yeah. looks like, but it, but it this is, is also the first on, one the is on the fifth. Yeah. So they're a little a little uh-huh. competition here. Okay. Tavolata, mm-hmm. which as we've talked about before, Tom and I fell in love with. Their Sunday June feast is all about the pork. Mm-hmm. So it's um, six p.m. sixty five dollars per person. Reservations required. Um, and they're going to do a whole roast pig with a whole bunch of stuff around it. So that will be very fun. Mm-hmm. That sounds yeah amazing. Since I brought this up. A mm-hmm. minute ago, I'll do the next sure. one. It's the it's an international Negroni week, and that's June sixth through twelfth. 
We've got it in there on the 6th because it's just easier to put it on one day. But um, numerous uh, locations will have Negroni cocktails, as I mentioned, 6-7. Kuoko's doing it, and they're giving it to, they're benefiting Food Lifeline, so everybody does something different. But I wanted to talk about it because it's international, and there are 2,722 participating venues across the world involved in this. So, uh, you know, that many venues can't be wrong. Somebody has been busy, busy, busy organizing that. (laughs) Okay, so next we're back to Washington Wine, Washington State Wine on uh, June 6th, actually at the World Trade Center, which is a fabulous um, venue with a beautiful view of the sound and the city. And... um, and th- these events are really nice. They're the AVA Wine Tasting Series. This particular one is about Red Mountain wines, and um, really some uh, high-end producers will be there pouring their wines. Um, so you'll really get to um, maybe understand a little bit about the terroir from Red Mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, they produce a lot of big-hitting uh, Cabernets, Merlot, Syrah, and really the reputation is a very, very high, great mm-hmm. scores, delicious wines. And it's a really intimate setting at the World Trade Center. I mean, at most, there's 80 people there, 80 to 100. So you really mm-hmm. have an opportunity to talk to the producers, and it's a lovely setting. And it's a World Trade Center. You can get information at World Trade Center, uh, WTCSeattle.com. Yeah. That would be fun. Or go to the go to the uh, Seattle Dining Calendar and, and click on the link. You could do that too. <laughs> Thank you for that, Tom. I'm taking removing the tape now. <laughs> <laughs> he said something of value. <laughs> okay, what's next? So also on June 6th is the fourth annual Chateau. I don't know Musar, Musar mm-hmm. wine dinner at Serafina and Chiquetti. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a respected producer that's been at the cutting edge of creating world class wine in Lebanon mm-hmm. for over a hundred years. That's amazing. So there's going to be a five course mm-hmm. menu to complement those wines. Um, They're delicious wines. I've had them there. I've had them at Chiquetti before. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a little pricey, 120 per person plus tax and gratuity. Yeah, nothing bashful about that. No, but, um, you know, you're talking some really world-class right. wines here. So Well, and, you know, honestly, I mean, Serafina has been around for a long time, and Susan Kaufman, who's the owner of both places, um, you know, she was, I mean, I, I don't even want to say ahead of her time. I mean, she was. She started that restaurant, what, 25 years oh ago, gosh, maybe? Yeah. Maybe longer yeah. than that. Anyway, I think the quality of what they do there is uh, timeless, and mm-hmm. I think uh, the ingredients they use, fantastic, and they have always always focused on having really interesting wines from around oh, yeah. the world. So she she's always ahead of her time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she was our very first advertiser ah, on Seattle Dining. Very cool. And Eileen Mintz uh-huh. invited oh. both Tom and myself to a media dinner one time and that is how Tom and I met. So Serafina oh, is special to us. Oh, yeah. very nice. Well, yeah. it is, you know, considered one of the most romantic places in Seattle. There you go. Um, Apparently. 14 years later. Yeah, there you go. Um, Okay, on June 7th, uh, behind the bottle at RN74. This would be really interesting. So you've got um, the wine director and sommelier, Jeff Lindsay Thorson, who is also a winery uh, owner and winemaker for WT Vintners. But he is with uh, RN74, and he is uh, welcoming winemakers Charles Smith, yes, from Charles Smith Jet City and Charles Smith Walla Walla and K Vintners. And uh, his winemaker, Brennan Layton, uh, to a five-course menu paired with their wines. That's going to be pretty awesome. The food at RN74 is pretty spectacular. The uh, event starts at 630. Uh, It's a five-course meal, $95 per person. Again, it does not include tax or gratuity. It does sound like it includes the wine, though, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, exactly. uh, Plus, you get Charles. And that's entertainment. Charles and Brennan, absolutely. That's the show. June 6th, you can go to seattledining.com to get the details. Excellent. June 7th, out at Lisa Dupar Catering Kitchen, uh, Lisa and Juan Nunez are back by popular demand. They're doing a tamale and tortilla um, cooking demo. And so you learn how to make the homemade tamales and tortillas. Space is limited, so you need to call and reserve your spot. They're opening with a pink group, grapefruit margarita. How bad can that be? Yeah. Guacamole and salsa. And then they're going to do pork tamales, tacos de lengua, and tacos de pollo with homemade tortillas, sopapillas, and then vanilla ice cream and cajeta. Okay, so, so who needs Cinco de Mayo when you've got uh, I know. Siete de, how do you say June? Junio. Junio. 
Siete de Junio is the new Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, at <laughs> least the Cinco de Mayo all over again. At least in Redmond. Okay. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got another wine uh, dinner coming up, but this one is with uh, Woodward Canyon. Okay, so one yeah. of the top five wineries in the state of Washington, in my opinion. Uh, this is at Fireside a Restaurant. It's a seven-course meal with five wine pairings, $95 per person plus uh, service and taxes. And that is at Port Ludlow Resort. And that information also can be found at seattledining.com. Yes. And Dan Radigan, the chef, is so good and does everything so local. Um, and you can find him at Cooking with Class there in September. Um, also, back at Serafina there and Chiquetti, they're doing their retail wine sale and tasting. They do that every year. So you can come out and talk to Solomon, who is he, there. He um, is so knowledgeable. He is. Yeah. And talk like about what's guy. going on and, you know, buy wine and all that. So that is on the 18th of June and from 4 you, to 6 p.m. One of yeah. my favorite moments with Solomon was on a Halloween night when he dressed up as Spock. <laughs> And you know he already has kind of those ears, so he didn't really need to put any extra ones on. Oh, gosh. He, he just looked great. <laughs> All Memories. right. Good All times. Right. We're moving on. It's almost Father's Day. How can that be? But I Father's know. Day steak and bake celebration at Copperleaf Restaurant at Cedarbrook Lodge. And, um, you know, honestly, if you have not been to Cedarbrook Lodge, you are missing out. Yes. It is so amazing there. It's such a beautiful, the, the grounds are beautiful. It used to be uh, the Washington Mutual Conference yeah. Center or something. Anyway, my, yeah. they took it over you know, a few years back and really turned it into this like world-class lodge. I mean, it has that Northwest feel, lots yeah. of wood. But the food at Cedarbrook oh. between Roy Brayman and, and, and Mark Baudinet is amazing. This Father's Day, they're doing a, a all-American 14-ounce grass-fed New York steak uh, or a 10-ounce filet mignon with all the fixings. Uh, mm. You know, uh, locally farmed lettuces, um, fabulous desserts, and um, it's going to be really fun. Yeah, butterscotch pecan caramel. How bad can that be? I know. I know. It does sound good. I anyway, took a friend who lived down that way. Oh, sorry. It's only $48. That's really, oh. really uh, affordable. Yeah. Right? And it includes one beer, and they've got a number of local beers, 22-ounce pour. Jeez. 48 bucks for grass-fed steak. I know. That's awesome. And a 22-ounce beer, my goodness. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. They want to make Dad feel good. I took a friend to lunch there one day who lives down in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. He had no idea it was there. Oh. I think there's a lot well, of people who Well, it's in the neighborhood. You know, know when I, every time I go, I think I'm I'm going I'm the wrong way because yeah. you kind of go down a residential street and it's the, the yeah. end of this street. Yeah. And it's a nice place in an area where there isn't really a lot of nice places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that people that live down in Burien think they need to escape and go to Seattle to get good food and they can actually just get it right there at Cedarbrook. Right. So. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, I think that's no, where we got, we've come to. Just the oh. last one. Oh. And uh, that's Experience Woodenville happening on oh. June 26th. Do you want to talk about that? You probably know I a little more about. I would love to, actually. Um, you know, this this event uh, is um, kind of a sign of the times in Woodenville. You know, Woodenville is really happening. I yeah. mean, it's just booming over there. And Willow's Lodge, really, oh. to date, is still the only hotel in Woodenville yeah. proper. There's and, some B&Bs and yeah. stuff, but nothing. And for quite a few years, they did this chef competition, sort of their iron chef competition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they did a great job with that and always drew a crowd. And they decided to sort of, you know, update things a little bit. So there's still a cooking competition happening at the Experience Woodenville uh, event. But they have included food, wine, craft beer, spirits, and kind of end the cooking competition now. And that's what's included in this. It's $75. You can get an overnight package if you want to stay in Woodenville, which would be awesome because yeah. staying in Willow's Lodge is oh so amazing nice. so nice um so but check it out i mean i think it's going to be really fun it's on a sunday uh i don't just say the hours here i don't think i have the hours is daytime you know, yeah it is during the it, day it I is believe, during the I day d- you know that wasn't in what i oh sunday june 26 willow's yeah. lodge check it out experience woodenville um one thing we don't have on here that I would like to mention that is also happening in Woodenville is June 13th is the Winemakers Triathlon. Oh. This is a really fun kind of insiders event uh, that Woodenville Wine Country is putting on. It, it is a fundraiser, but it's super fun because all the winemakers compete against each other. Oh, Half fun. of them are wearing funny costumes. Huh. They're rowing. They're riding bikes. They're running. I mean, they're doing fun oh things. Gosh. And then there's a big kind of party at the end. So it's really fun to kind of come and actually see your favorite winemakers yeah. participate in this silly, silly summer event. 
That's interesting. And where do you find information? WoodenvilleWineCountry.com. Okay. Excellent. We'll get that one in a calendar too. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to take a break here, but uh, ask yourself a question. When's the last time you went to Yakima? Because if you haven't been to Yakima in a while, you don't know Yakima. We'll be right back. Support for Seattle Dining and the Seattle Dining Show is provided in part by Ponte Seafood Grill. Hi, this is Carrie from Tavolo, and you are listening to the Seattle Dining Show. My name is Dennis Lucier. I live on Finney Ridge, and I like Local 360 because they bring together a lot of the local things that I find at the farmer's market and around town and uh, put it together in a really wonderful way. We're back with the Seattle Dining Show for June, and I just want to say that we are so excited to be talking about this. We went on a media trip over to Yakima, and as Tom mentioned earlier, if you haven't been there for a while, you know, I put this in a in a story that's up right now, but in the past few years, it can get a little depressing. You go over there, you're excited, you're thinking you're going to taste some wine, have some good food, and especially you're going down through the main part of town and things are closed, there are four lease, restaurants that you used to know were there weren't there. And it, and it was like, man, what is happening? Because th- we know how much is happening wine-wise. I've done stories on creameries and making incredible cheeses. So you know things are happening. Well, um, a group has been pulled together called the Craft Beverage Yakima, and um, they are really doing quite a great thing. And Yakima has turned around. It is on the way back. And so I wanted Jamie to step in and talk about how this uh, organization got started and what the purpose was of the trip. And then we'll talk about the places we went. Okay. Um, Craft Beverage Yakima. So I was um, privy to a – their very first meeting was kind of um, a strategic marketing plan. And Mm -hmm. so they got together and really what – how it started was that some of these um, businesses and craft producers were located in the downtown corridor, mm-hmm. so really on the main street in Yakima. Right. And, uh, and they wanted to kind of band together and show people what, you know, what you could see in downtown Yakima, yeah. which has had a bad rap for a long time, but it is really changing. Yeah. And they were sort of at the forefront of this enhancement. And so for them, it was a question of having critical mass downtown so that people could come and tour different wineries and breweries and actually get a feel for the hub of craft beverage, which when you think about it, from growing hops, from the amount of grapes and the agriculture bent in mm-hmm. Yakima is really the heart of the state. And so um, this made perfect sense as yeah. it all ties that together. And you weren't just visiting wines or breweries. You were visiting all of these things, mm-hmm. and they're all right in downtown Yakima. So that's how it started. And then as they've progressed over the last year and kind of branding themselves mm-hmm. as this craft beverage Yakima downtown tour, mm-hmm. um, they wanted to get the word out a little bit. And so um, – having been involved with this at the very beginning and kind of hearing what they wanted to do and then coming full circle recently in the last month with taking a group of media over to visit, I, along with all my media guests, including Tom and Connie, were really impressed with what we saw. Uh, And the fact that, first of all, we did a really fast trip. It was a 36-hour tour. (laughs) Well, it ended up being about 42. But um, (laughs) And we saw, you know, five restaurants, five breweries, a cidery, a couple of restaurants, a new hotel. And then it was noon. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah. So we we were, it was action-packed, but, you know, in such a... Right in downtown Yakima. I mean, it's really, really very, very cool and totally worth a visit. It was actually kind of funny to be on the Wineries Express bus because we'd be like, okay, let's go. We're we're late. Come on. Go to the next one. We all jump on. We go a block and a half. We all jump on. (laughs) It would have been faster to walk, you know? 
but it was like the bus was great. <laughs> he was great, and yeah, Eric Miller is the owner of Wineries Express, and he does tours. And uh, you know, we've been talking to him about maybe doing a consumer tour over to yeah. Yakima because it makes good sense. And really, you know, pretty cool to take something and do it in in thirty six hours. Oh yeah, yeah. I think people would actually like I that. Do too. I mean, we liked it. Yeah, it was really fun, and you know, we have more opportunity to yeah. do things like this. Yeah. And, and we thought it was fun. It wasn't like, oh yeah, yawn. Yeah, no. Yeah, so, it was very fun. So what I got out of uh, that travel-wise was um, people who are planning a trip to Yakima, uh, here's a way to do it. Uh, go in for two days, and on the first day, just do downtown. That way you can walk pretty much everywhere. Yeah. You don't have to drive anywhere. And there's a brand new hotel. Yeah. No, there's several. And then the second day, that'll be your driving around tour. So have your designated driver or hire Eric to take your group around and, uh, and do a whole thing on the outskirts of town where you can go and walk through the vineyards at uh, um, Natchez Heights or uh, go check out all these cideries and breweries and see what's going on. Uh, that's how I would recommend somebody do that. Mm-hmm. It was... Yeah, it was super fun, and you know we did get uh, we you know a little bit um, off not off the beaten track, but we went to sort of visit the Natchez Natchez Heights AVA where you do mm-hmm. have up at the top of this beautiful vista, and uh, visited. There's a tasting room up there for Natchez Heights Vineyard. Uh, Will Ridge is up there. We tasted some wines from J.B. Newfeld when we were up there, although I don't know he's located there, but I think his wine might be available well, up there. Well, he also makes the red wines for Natchez Heights. That's right. So that's he right. was there, and uh-huh. he brought some of his own wine uh-huh. for us to try. But right. he and he does kind of have a little corner in the fridge there, so he does there, have his yeah. wines for sale. He also is the winemaker for Gilbert that's Cellars. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so we did visit Gilbert Cellars downtown. Uh, we visit Aunt, visited Anta Lynn, which was fabulous, and oh. they have a lovely patio and a beautiful tasting room. Yeah. Yeah, and we brought uh, barbecue over from across the street. <laughs> Flying pig barbecue. Flying pig. It was delicious. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. That was good. Um, let's see, where else did we go? We uh, downstairs at Gilbert Cellars. They have that downstairs where they do events and things, and they had Sweet Hill, which is spirits, right? And uh, the Birchman Brewery downstairs. Uh, and those the, those guys the, aren't downstairs no. normally, and no. but they're opening. Lo- Sweet Sweet Hill is very small, and they've got their place. At right. their home, right? Um, Birchman Brewery is going into the old Grants, I believe, and that was another interesting thing about the history of all this. Mm-hmm. Grants Brewery was the first artisan artisan brewery. Was it in the U.S. or in Washington? Uh, I think it was in Washington. Washington in, in Washington. So, well, you'd have to say uh, post prohibition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and they're moving to that another one, which was uh, let me. Was it the um, let's do, do. who was that? Who was the second um, the winery that actually has the original Grants equipment? Oh, that was the one that was up outside oh, of town. Yeah. We went to the tasting no, room downtown, was, um, but then we had to go up out of town in order to get to the real facility. Here, let me see the itinerary. I can tell you. Yeah, and it's. It's called the Yakima something. Oh, Yakima Craft Brewery. Yeah, yeah Yakima, Yakima Craft, Craft Brewery. Brewery. So they did. They had an old still, or oh, I should yeah. say a still, but no, they had the original still from yeah. from, Burt's. From, from the from Burt's. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that and was. And they use um, it to make their stout, I think, don't they? Yeah, he, or 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 they use it to do their testing because mm-hmm. it's small, right? You know, mm-hmm. so they can do small batch and and see what's happening with it. So, so that was cool. Um, there is a brand new hotel. La Maison. Yes. And we stayed in that when you had us in a couple hotels. Uh-huh. And we stayed in La Maison. And we were, we were like, yeah, this is really nice. And we were having, they have a little continental uh-huh. breakfast, which was European. Uh-huh. It had um, charcuterie for mm-hmm. breakfast and mm-hmm. hard-boiled eggs and a couple things like that. It wasn't Some the... fruit. Yeah, it wasn't the typical, you know, carb breakfast at the hotel. And while we were sitting there, some guy, some very casual, somewhat rumpled-looking guy came up and started talking to us. Turned out to be the owner. And they'd been open 30 days. I had no idea. It was So that's the other thing that's happening in downtown is that um, it's just a half a block from, was it the Hilton Garden? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and they're both doing well, you know. Um, and so you can see that the need for places, there's a lot of people coming over. Mm-hmm. The need for places is growing. And uh, some of the, uh, we talked about some of the new restaurants, but some of the old ones are still there, you know, instead of shutting down, they're still there. So... Um, 
Let's see. We also went to Canna. Canna. Is it Canna? Cana. Cana. I'm mm-hmm. really good at that winery. And that was an interesting thing because they their niche is that they make good wines that are very reasonably priced. I mean, their bottle prices are, are what, 10 to 12 or something like that, or 10 to 15. Yeah. It's really moderately priced wine. So I think that's uh, an interesting way to go because wine is can be very expensive. And uh, most of the time, it's it's probably underpriced. So we can hear that. Yeah. Oh. And we went to uh, <laughs> Tyaton Cidery. <laughs> yeah. And that was really fun. They've, they're in a new uh, uh, yes. space Yes, outside of Tyaton, and um, it is big. They've got, I think they had bocce ball. There's a couple places that have bocce ball mm-hmm. courts. Um, they're doing great things, and they have rebranded. I love the branding on their bottles. They have lots of different types of cider. They have Perry. They have the apple cider. They have hopped, uh, the dry hopped cider. They're doing cans, the too. Cans. Oh, my gosh, cans I love the one, at, the one uh, can. Safeco Field now. Yeah. Totally cougar colors on the outside oh, yeah. of the can. Mm-hmm. It's got that uh, crimson and gray. I love yeah. that. And, um, yeah, I, they're, they're just really innovative and invested in Yakima. And, totally. um, and I think their products are great. And their tasting room has really become a hub, sort of like uh, Bale Breaker Brewery. Yes. And every, pretty much every place we went, breweries, cideries, um, they were all family friendly. Yes. So that's another thing about the community over there. Uh-huh. People are really proud of their community. They're really proud that it's getting built up and they want it to be a family thing. Yeah. You know, so there are days where you can bring your kids, and well, every day you can bring your kids, or some what was some the last you bring dogs. brewery we went to that Brawnyar. Yeah, and that was totally. This was oh a, yeah, way out there in Nat- Natchez area. Yeah, great story. This uh, yeah. this a uh, woman and her husband. And I think they have three grown kids. Decided uh, basically they were going to cash it in and uh, yeah. take their retirement and open up this. They should have had a dream about making their own beer and yeah. uh, and opening up this great stop. And it is the, the building itself is really cool. They took yeah. was it an old fruit stand yeah. or something? Mm-hmm. I think so. Mm-hmm. And they have totally turned it into sort of this you know <laughs> tourist spot. Really, yeah. well, it's, yeah, a pizza it's got like two different uh, rooms in it. It's got a room up front. And then they built a whole thing in the back where there's the bar back there. Yeah, and, and a big old patio, and yeah. you really kind of get, you know, you taste their beers. They've got pizza there. And it's kind of, I mean, seriously, it's kind of out on a road by itself. Yeah. But if you're coming down from, I think it was from the ski area. What's What What, what oh. is that? You remember they were saying people come down yes. from that one area, that one pass? I don't remember because yeah. my geography is so bad. Tom but, would know this, though. Well, they're coming either down off of Highway 12 out of White Pass ski yeah. area. Oh, okay. Or they could it. also come down off of Highway 410 out of Whistle yeah. Jack's area. Oh, okay. And they seem to be doing really well. And the other nice thing about the story is, you know, the parents decided to do this. And then they said to the kids... So and they said, yeah, we're in, so and they, so all, all the whole families, the whole families together. working it. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I gotta say, and the name, it's kind of a funny name, and it's yes. kind of spelled weird. It's B R O N with a, then a capital Y R, and then what's it? A U R. A U R. So we're like, well, what is this? Yeah, and what is that? It's out of a Led Zeppelin song, yes. right? Yep. Yeah. They were really into rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how they named it. So uh, wait, yeah. Robert Plant said, baby, baby, prog <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, no. Get the tape out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Yakima, it's your next destination. Yeah. You need to go and check it out. Yeah. Um, also, um, the other brewery I wanted to talk about was, um, oh, my God. What can I say it? Not Hop Nation? Hop Nation. Yes. yes. Thank you. And that he bought the building. He's yes. committed. Uh-huh. And he is the guy who started the sports center. I mean, he must have bought it because it's been there for years. He started it in 2002 uh-huh. or something. But that's one of those funny restaurants that the Gilbert Sellers girls said, oh, if you're just going to be hanging around, go over there because that's – this was yeah. another trip years ago. Uh-huh. That's actually good food. And mm-hmm. I had – you know, it looks really old, and it's got the guy, the hunter, with uh-huh. a gun on yeah. the top. And I thought <laughs> – and it's huge inside. It's like a warehouse bar. And I thought, oh, Right. And I actually went in and had like a really healthy wrap sandwich with cranberries in it. And it's really good food. Yeah. So he is out of that. But he started this, bought the building, re- remodeled it, revamped it, and is doing beer in there. Yeah. yeah. And actually, the beer was really good. And he is brilliant. I mean, he's got a science background, really. And he's yeah. really into 
into the, you know, the local product, the hops, and making his beer available to people, family-friendly place. Yeah. Pretty cool. So we've got some stuff coming on Seattle Dining a little more in-depth on some of these things, right? Right. What I'm doing is just doing kind of a, a brief overview mm-hmm. of each one, and I'm doing it in three sections because mm-hmm. we went to so many places. Right. I thought it'd be fun to just give you like five at a time. And we'll talk about Wine Express tours, the the, the bus, as well as the hotels mm-hmm. and the places we went and, and tasted. And nice. you'll have some stuff on Table Talk Northwest as well. I will. All yes. right. All right. So... Um, that's our Yakima section, and we are going to take a short break. And when we come back, we've got some tips for you you can use in your kitchen or when you're out dining. Hi, this is Dylan Jordan from Piatti Restaurant. You're listening to the Seattle Dining Show. Hi, this is Nathan Decker from Zilla, Washington. If you're ever in the area, you should stop by El Porton, located uh, at the exit in Zilla. It's a great Mexican restaurant. You know, we like to end the show with uh, some tips, some great tips that you can use at home when you're dining out or fabulous gadgets for your kitchen, what you should be using right now or what we've been using that's favorites. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'll just start with a gadget. Can I do that? You can do that. Okay. So microplane grater. Okay. Sounds like a fancy word. I have one of those. I know. So I actually learned today that it was it was a, originally, the, the history of this thing is that it came from the woodworking industry. The oh. idea of it, they were using things like that this. That is what it so looks like. So it's just a long, narrow, curved, yeah. short, or it, not curved. It, it, it's got a handle and then it, it looks like a long yeah. grater, but yeah. it's thin. You mm-hmm. know, it's kind of got ridges on the back. Yeah. yeah. And you can actually buy different. Um, there's different sizes, just like a grater would have different yeah. sizes. Uh-huh. But the the fact that this one, what it's great for is like if you're zesting citrus fruit, it's uh, great for yep. that. It's great for chocolate. It's great for other kinds of spices like nutmeg, mm-hmm. cinnamon sticks, oh, yeah. um, you know, anything like that. Uh, cheese. I mean, cheese. you can do cheese as well. Um, but it's a handy tool, doesn't take up a lot of space, mm-hmm. and does a lot of really fun, easy things. And yeah. it has a cover so you don't. You, you can, can put protect it, it when it's put yes. away. Yes, yes, yes. And mm-hmm. now, I, I will tell you, the, um, the microflying products are probably some of the best on the market. Uh, but you don't want to go to the hospital. So uh, <laughs> really be, uh, yeah. be super careful when you're using them because they can cut you just by picking them up. Uh, I have the, the large cheese grater, and then she has the same plain grater you mm-hmm. have. And, uh, and, and I... Picked up my cheese grater one day before I put the cover back on it and cut my finger open. Well, heck. I know. But it's a great Keep product. those things away from you, Tom. You know what? Chefs have this problem. All right, Connie, tell us about, uh, you were going to give us a tip on... Uh, eating at home. Eating at home. Okay. And you know, this is uh, one of those, we know, but do we do it? No, we don't. And that is, if you're trying to eat somewhat healthy... Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to break your habits of not stocking your kitchen up. And I don't ever... No, it's so true. We're we're out a lot because of what we do. And so I hate to stock the kitchen, but there are certain things you can stock. Maybe some uh, organic ham or turkey or something like that. Because when it comes to lunchtime and I've been working all morning and I don't have anything and I'm thinking, what am I going to do? You know, I end up at fast food. something that's not going to take me any time. And the next thing I know, I'm not doing myself any favors anymore. And it's okay once in a while, but it's not, yeah. you know. Cut up vegetables, the whole thing. Yes. Some, some people are religious about, like, starting Sunday with, you know, doing that prep time in the kitchen yes. so that you got all that stuff ready for the week. I I am not. I, when I'm in the mode, I'm good, but I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm hot and cold with it. But it is really helpful. It is. And then you can just, you think, what am I going to do? Oh, wait, I just have to go in the kitchen, pull these three things out. I've had a healthy lunch, and I'm back to work. So, oh, in my dreams, in, in my, my dreams. dreams. <laughs> Tom, you were going to tell us something about dining out? I got a dining tip for you. Um, when you're out, uh, especially, you know, around the holidays, you'll see a lot of the, uh, like, the Palisades and the Palomino. And salties. And, and, salties. And, and if smaller and places, too, do list it. of places that Blue offer Acre. $100 gift cards for $80. So uh, I always recommend you buy a couple of them. One for as a gift and one for yourself so that you can save that money later. 
uh, we were talking about this earlier, and you said some places offer like a $25 gift certificate yeah. on top you, if you of buy, the $100. Yeah, if you buy a $100 thing, you get a $25 gift card for you. Yeah, the only so, thing I was So pointing, since that's kind of a freebie, you have to be careful and make sure if it has a expiration date that you use it prior to that expiration the, the date. The free 25 one. Mm-hmm. The, the $100 one shouldn't, I think you said it was Washington State law, there's no yeah, that's expiration just a discount. date. You you paid for it, so you've got it forever. But if somebody gives you something free on top of it, that one may have an expiration date. So, And you know, the statistics on how many gift cards are actually used is sad. A lot of them don't ever get right. used. Wow. So, you know, Keep that in mind. Yeah. That don't forget that you've got them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that makes me think of when, like, uh, if you buy an auction package, like we have at Cooking yeah. with Class, it has a whole bunch of gift cards. I bought one one year. It had, like, 12 different gift cards yeah. in it. Half those things had expiration dates on them. Yeah. So if you're going to, you know, drop down a 1000 bucks at an auction, make sure you get those used up before those expiration dates yeah. come up. And some of them, most, most people, in my experience, do, like, a year out. But some don't. And and if they're really seasonal, if it's a place on the water, they may say you can't use it between July and September. Mm. So just be aware when you have them to, to look at anything that you, any, you know, expiration dates or um, restrictions. So. All right. Well, it's good to have Jamie back here behind the microphone. Yay. It's and, fun to be uh, here. We, we, should we go out on a high note like we came in? We were singing. Should we yeah. just do a little humming? Or should we just say... See you later, folks. Yeah, it's well, been no, fun. Why don't we do it like this? We want you to dine well. We want you to dine <laughs> safe, <laughs> and we want you to dine often. And don't cook like my mother. I'm not singing it, but don't cook like Tom's mother. Okay, got it. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Seattle Dining Show. This program is a copyrighted production of Mixed Media and may not be reproduced in part or in whole without written permission of the legal owner. All right. However, feel free to share the link with all your friends on Facebook. Studio equipment for this broadcast was purchased locally at American Music of Fremont Icon. The views and opinions expressed on this show are exclusive to the hosts and guests and do not reflect those of former employees of Bill the Butcher, the Surrogate Hostess, the Beeline Diner, Louie's Chinese Cuisine, the Dog House, the Five Mile House, Charlie's, the Twin Teepees, Ocean Air, Benjamin's, the Madison Park Cafe, or any other lost Seattle icon. Subscribe free to our monthly magazine, online at seattledining.com and join us next time for another edition of the seattle dining show